where I sat and as she got closer, the smaller she would get. And by the time she made it to the bed, she was small enough to run under the bed. And at that point, I would actually wake up and be fucking terrified. A tiny, dark figure scuttled through the tiny gap and over towards Rosie's bed, giggling. Uh. I was paralysed in horror as I saw it scamper up the door of her bed towards her face. It had only been about a minute, but it felt so much longer. Finally, I was able to scream and the girl calmly stepped back and walked to go down the stairs through the closed door. Welcome to episode 63. It's three. 63. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hans. <laughs> Vogue. Vogue. Um, I wouldn't ask how you are, but I've just seen you. No, but how are ago. you, though? Um, no, I'm good, I think. Yeah. Stressed. Um, but I don't think, like, any more or less than I usually am about various different... Not stressed. Do you want to come see Paul Foot with me? When? <laughs> 13th of Feb. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. You came. I spoke, I took um I bought two tickets uh for a mate for his birthday and he's pulled out because he's I playing see, a Nazi. So I'm your, I'm your yeah. Uh yeah, for now I'm free. Yeah, do you wanna go? Go on then, yeah, fine. Um Soho Theatre, so we can, you know, like laugh over a bottle of white wine at the Love bar being that, like oh. Yeah, and then forget about the fucking show, which is exactly what yeah. I did last time. I, I don't look, it. I've never seen Paul Foot live. I think he's excellent. Do you like him? Yeah. He's oh, really funny. Isn't I've he? never, I've never seen him live. I just booked them on a whim. So oh I it was a bit no, weird. I think he's really funny. Oh great, really funny. Um, uh, well, um, you can uh, come with me. No, great, sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, how are you? Uh, I think I'm well. Yeah, I'm well. I really want to um, go on holiday. Oh my god. And I think I'm going to try and go on holiday at the same time you're going on. Yeah, holiday. I'm going to Nipples for oh, a week. Oh yeah, Napoli. Sash Naples. You know, I've been watching um, Alan Carr and Amanda Holden doing stuff in Italy mm. on series one and actually like it's really easy watching I really do I really like love Alan Carr yeah I, mean, I like Amanda Holden as well to be honest they're really good together yeah. as well it's just very wholesome they're good mates aren't they viewing being friends really helps yeah I think it's that that's like, what's going to get us on TV eventually but we'll be going to places like Romania can everyone please send an email to every single TV channel you can think of and just say I refuse to watch your TV channel anymore unless you get Hannah Bichkovsky and Big Sue's yeah. on, on TV, please. Thank you so much. I, I think eventually what is going to happen is 
we are going to have our own TV show where we just tour around, going mm. to the most haunted places in the yeah. world. Yeah. Um, ideally, they would have a hot climate, um, access to a beach. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, these places tend not to be. But hey. No, well, listen, it doesn't matter. It's fine. We'll, we'll do it. And we'll still keep doing the pod and we'll still keep doing your Patreon. Oh, 100%. So, it's never going to end, guys. So you're stuck with us forever. Okay. Who's keen? Are you ready um, for a tarot? No, well... Can we just quickly say, this is a very special episode. It is a special episode. Because these are all your stories. This is a listener story, special. The Huns in the Wild. Special. And also, I want to say, um, we do get so many emails, yeah. Instagram messages, TikTok messages. We will eventually get through them all. I really hope we do. But if you haven't heard yours mentioned, please... Fear not. Fear not. Or if we don't get round to them, we're so sorry we get yeah. so many. Yeah. Um, we do, and we're we not doing this on like, oh, well, this one's better than that one. We don't do it like we'll that. We are literally we're just trying to get through them. But um, please don't take any offence if we don't pick no, those out. it's coming. Um, but thank you for sending and we love to hear the fucking stories. So let's do a listener special and please pick a tarot. Thank you. <gasps> I want this bitch. Actually, Go on, what have I've you decided got? between these two. This is going to really set the tone for... What your stories that are going to do. Warm, that one's got a warmth to it. Yeah, that's what I want. Go on. I've got my book at the ready. The fuck is it? Is it really scary? Because I think it's going to be a very scary episode. It's the hermit. Oh, wow. Okay, this is going to be an interesting <sighs> episode, guys. The hermit walking alone atop white mountains. Yeah. Dyatlov Pass. <gasps> Hashtag. Fucking hell. Yeah, because we did record this <clears throat> two minutes ago. <laughs> Um, is a symbol of introspection and solitude. He has achieved much, as indicated by his position at the top of the mountain range. Right. His lantern is meant to guide his own journey as well as the seeker below him. Mm. Even though the, the hermit has summited the mountains, he's still searching for answers. Oh. So I guess in, in sharing this, your stories... Mm. You're still searching for answers because a lot of you've been Love haunted. Love that vibe. Tay, fuck. Love that. Yeah, there are lots of stories, to yeah. be fair. Loads. Okay, well. So let's search for some answers and let's we fucking will delve in. offer our absolutely unsolicited, awful advice yeah. on what's going on. Let's delve in. Do you want to start? Yeah, go on, then. Okay. okay, here we go. Creep of the week. All I don't know. Day. It's creep of the week all day long. All day long. I don't have. Um, I have one right here. I'm going to say. No, oh, no oh, you sorry. Have one. Yeah. I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, no. um, I'm going to just say first name because mm. I don't have permission for it. Now. So this is from Bianca. Um, hi, Susie and Hannah. Oh, thank Hannah you Susie, so much, Bianca. I absolutely love the pod and find you both hilarious. Thank you so much. Gracias, Bianca. Because uh, we do respond well to positive uh, feedback. I am completely obsessed with all things spooky and paranormal and I wanted Same. to share one of my many experiences with you. I am almost 30 now, but growing up, I used to have a reoccurring nightmare. I lost count how many times I woke up terrified from this specific dream, but I still think about it now and can see it just as vividly in my mind. Shit. It would always start like I was awake in bed. I would look around my room and it would be dark, but it would seem to get even darker and somehow get extremely cold. My eyes would get drawn to the far corner of my room where I would see a faint silhouette of a person. The person would then slowly emerge and I would see her, an old woman dressed in a long black dress as she would become more visible. Her face was, oh sorry. 
an old woman dressed in a long back dress. As she became more visible, her face was almost grey and black, hollow, sunken in the sockets where her eyes should have been, and she would smile a really menacing smile that grew wider and wider. Fuck. I always felt frozen in place, and then she would run at the bed. Oh, no. Yeah, that's Mingy. Bianca! Where I sat, and as she got closer, the smaller she would get. And by the time she made it to the bed, she was small enough to run under the bed. And at that point, I would actually wake up and be fucking terrified. I actually didn't say fucking apologies. I put those words into my Oh, my God. Um, that is horrific, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the worst part was I was reading spooky stories. And on the internet, late one night, I found a whole thread of people who had the exact same dream about the old hag, they would call her. She would start off normal size, but as she would run towards them, get smaller and smaller and run under the bed. It still creeps me out that I had awful, that awful nightmare so many times, but knowing others had same ones gives me absolute chills. Oh, my God. That is fucking gross. One of my favourite, I think, that is, Bianca. Um, and that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I can see it. Oh, it's running under the bed like... Ooh! And getting small. Yeah, that is gross. It'll borrow a hag. Yeah. Wow. Um, thank you for sending that, Bianca. Thanks, uh, Bianca. Okay. Another one. This is from... <coughs> Tony. Tony. Tony Ciccoloni. Hey, lovelies. Love the pod. When my youngest sister, now age seven, was first able to fully form sentences and making sense of what she was saying, there was always something she would repeat whenever she was staring into what looked like the distance. Jason's hiding in your wardrobe again. Oh, fuck off. We had just brought this brand new wardrobe, perfect for all my little bits and pieces as well as clothes. However, when we had it set up, my youngest sister would never walk into my room. No one ever thought anything of it, as she preferred my older sister anyway. Weeks later, she started coming into my room again, staring at the wardrobe with a lost look on her face. She then kept bringing up this Jason more and more. Jason likes sleeping in your wardrobe. Jason asked to play today. Jason wanted me to draw a picture of us together. Myself and family brushed it off, thinking it was something she may have made up or seen on the TV, but that was until we were in our local shopping centre and she tapped my older sister's shoulder and whispered, Jason wanted to come out with me today. He asked to hold your hand. Gross. My older sister, then age 14, had this look on her face as if someone told her she had minutes left to live. Jason started going wherever my little sister went and more conversations about him happened. One random day, she said... Jason's going to sleep now. Say bye. We all said bye to Jason, as we would be asked to most nights. She would then walk upstairs with my mum and go straight to my room, open, and then shut my wardrobe doors. Sorry. She'd walk upstairs with my mum and go straight to my room, open and then shut my wardrobe doors. We haven't heard of him for a few years. Three years later... Both my younger sisters sleep talk, which can be quite creepy while trying to go to the toilet. Last week, while going to brush my teeth like usual, both my sisters, aged 11 and 7, started crying in their sleep. I went to check in on both of them, and they were in their own rooms, and they were just laid there asleep, making crying noises. I thought nothing of it and went to finish my teeth when they both shouted at the same time, No! Not here! In their sleep. I went into my youngest sister's room and she was sat up whispering, 
No, Jason, you were supposed to sleep forever. Oh. I quickly got back into bed and laid there, tossing and turning for most of the night. Throughout the night, they both just carried on talking like they usually would when they were asleep. Many nights have been like this now, and when questioning them both, they're clueless to what has happened. That's gross. The end. I don't know if I'd encourage a imaginary friend. Mm, you, you'd have any power over really? it, Really? I'd be like, no, there's nothing, no one there, you mad bastard. Yeah, but they'd be like, Jason is annoyed that you said that. You know, kids are fucking... you just got to let them <sighs> be like... Jason can get fucked! Jason should have been oh dead and gone. I've got a... I've got a man's got a story from Blair. 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 Not going to say a surname. Don't say a surname, honey. Okay. Hey, I love the podcast and I think it's amazing. I would love to tell you about a castle that I live near. Mm. Bittle Castle. It's spelled Bittle, but we've been given the pronunciation because we're fucking stupid bitches. Mm. My mum was a teacher and used to work with the owner's wife. My mum told me of a New Year's Eve party, Hogmanay, so this is obviously in Scotland, um, where they were all having drinks in the Great Hall, as they called it. When out of nowhere, my mum felt someone pull her hair. She turned around there was nobody there. What the fuck? Mm. Oh, she said quietly. Sorry. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? No, what no. are they? A fuck? What the fuck? Um, let me channel Lorraine. Hey, what the fuck? No, that was Irish. <laughs> what? What, what the, the fuck? 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 What the fuck? Yeah, right. She said quietly, and another girl said the same. Someone had pulled their hair, but who? The owner's wife then said, "You're Catholic, aren't you?" My grandpa was, but my mum wasn't. No, she said, but my dad was. The same story with the other girl. The wife then said, that's Mary. She hates Catholics. After about three hours, the whole group heard, boom, boom, boom. Jesus Christ. It was coming from the stairs. Then it happened again. Closer than before, but the husband then walked out of the room and he shouted, shut up, Angus. <laughs> and uh, it sends that. <laughs> so I don't know what was <laughs> So thank you, Blair. If there is a follow-up to that, please do let Wait, us know. Shut up, Angus, even though it was... Shut a... up, Angus! Oh, so there's two ghosts. I think there's two. If there is a follow-up oh, to that, Scotland's Blair, haunted. please do let us know. Blair. Uh, Blair. 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 Um, <clears throat> okay. Are you ready for another creepy I'm week? so ready. Okay. This is from... Zack. Hi, Hannah and Susie. Uh, I'll stop you there, Zach. I'll stop you there. Um, That's the wrong way around. Um, Hi, Hannah and Susie. I hope you're both doing well. I'm Zach from Virginia in the US of A. Oh, gorgeous. Um, I really enjoy the pod and I've always wanted to write in with this story that happened to my family when I was a kid that we still haven't been able to explain. When I was really young, probably like five or six, my family lived near Jamestown, which is one of the very early British colonies in America. So by America's standards, it's quite old, and the land has a long indigenous Native American history before that. The kids at school used to love to claim that their house was haunted, but I'm convinced mine actually was. We lived in a unique older neighborhood where all the houses were different and had their own unique style. Our house had four white ionic columns. I read that as iconic, and I was like, iconic. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, stunning, Zach. Um, ionic, what we said, uh, ionic and Doric. I do know those are two styles of columns. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh my God, I'm so educated. Um, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> uh, okay, fuck it. They had iconic columns supporting the overhang of our wraparound porch that held our wicker outdoor furniture. 
This happened over roughly a year before we moved out of the house. I have one younger brother, Costas. Oh Costas! That's Greek. Oh my God. He's Greek like me. I love Greece. Oh my God. <laughs> Greek in the morning, You're Greek in the Greek. evening. Just like me. I've never seen anyone look more English than you. Oh my God, Zach, you're Greek like me, innit? Oh, what was that? You're Greek like me, innit, bro? Oh my you're my bro. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Zach and Kostas, they're my family, innit? Oh, no. Okay, I have one younger brother, Kostas, who was two at the time, and to this day, he doesn't know any of it happened as far as I know. It started out innocent enough. Some weird things that I just explained away. Dreams that were vivid. Our dog, strangely enough, his name was Ghost because he was oh. all white. I love that name for a dog. Ghost. Those. I'm I'm love it. I cannot move away from the only option being call your pets human names. No, I like ghosts. No, we used to have like we've had a, a Joan pet called Ghost. We've had Wilf, we've had Molly, we've had uh, Brian, we've had Brocco. I like Keith as a name. Yeah. Susan, I really like for a big bulldog. No, little, no, little no. Um, right, his name was Ghost because we he was all white, barking at nothing and weird temperature changes in the house. I didn't really notice this. I just know this from what my parents have told me afterwards. It's hard to really remember what my thought process was when I was five, but I'd assume I wouldn't know what was paranormal and what wasn't, which is probably why it took me a long time to notice what oh, was going on. Oh, do you think so? What I remember most, to be honest, is knowing that my parents weren't the same, that they were scared. My mum tells me about a time my dad was out for town. Out of town? Out for town! He was out for town. He was out for town. <laughs> I'm going out and I'm doing it for the town. <laughs> um, he was out of town for work and she was home alone with me and my brother and she saw a woman on our kitchen. In our kitchen, not on it. <laughs> Get off my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, on the island, like. Oh, That's what Lynn would do. She'd yeah. fucking all fours on the fucking island, mm. sipping your OJ. Yeah. Orange. Um, anyway, she was home alone with me and my brother, and she saw a woman in our kitchen, and she shook it off as tiredness, but then walked into the kitchen, and the stovetop had been turned on. Mm. She immediately got me and my brother, and we went to my grandma's. Costas and I shared a room that was across the hall from our parents, and I used to wake up in the middle of the night and run to my parents' room to sleep with them, leaving my little brother in his bed alone. One night, I ran to my parents' room, and I didn't see them in the bed, and I was scared for a second, but then I heard them downstairs, and it sounded like they were arguing. I could hear my mum crying, and that really hurt me at the time, and I think it's why I remember it so well. I heard my mum say, there's something here, and you know it. My dad answering back, we need to be reasonable. Some weird things are happening, yes, but that stuff's not real and you know that, my dad said. My mum answers back saying, you don't know that, we don't know that. At this point, I'm a little scared, but more I'm sad that my parents are fighting. I kept listening, but I don't remember much past that it was mainly them apologising to each other and trying to calm down. To this point, I hadn't experienced anything myself, so I was just sort of living life, knowing something weird was going on, but not really knowing any specifics. One night, that changed. A night I know I'll never forget. The night my house was on fire. Or so we thought. It was the weekend because my brother and I stayed up late watching TV. 
a Disney movie, probably. My dad was a bad influence when it came to movies as I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was seven and the wrong turn when I was eight. Oh, that, yeah. What I a think, legend. Yeah, no, my dad, well, I've talked about this before. My dad let me watch Santa Slams as well. That's hilarious. No. I think dads who do that are really funny. No, they're not. They're fucking irresponsible. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, oh, go on, I absolutely shit myself. Yeah, but like, it explains days. a lot about you and now. Like, I went to school. I've probably told you this before, but when I went, I, it, I watched Titanic when I was quite young, which isn't scary, but it is inappropriate. Yeah. I um I was I had to write a story for school, and I'd done a I'd made it up about being on a roller coaster. It might be really scary, and you know there was like a demonic roller coaster. Um, <laughs> because I'd watched the Titanic and I'd heard this word, I then put like it when I was on the roller coaster. I was like, it was the most erotic moment of my life. I was eight. Oh my god. Yeah, because I'd heard the word erotic in. Does Titanic. Jack say that? No, I think Rose says it when she's eight, when she's old, and I was like, "Oh, that oh, sounds awkward, isn't it?" Oh. And like, you got points for using oh, big dear. words. That and parents' I, evening must my be mom, awkward. Well, no, my mum luckily read it before <laughs> I went. I was like, "We can't say that, really, because it, it's not." And I was like, "Why? What's it mean?" And she was like, "It doesn't matter. Let's just no, move on. Just don't fucking it. use it, and let's move on." Well. I don't think there was any. How can you? Thing. I don't even know how to like, no, explain that to a kid. It's sex. It's, I'd be like, what's that? Oh, did she say that? No, but I, that's how it would have gone down. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they have to explain so, sex. So, yeah, it's, uh, that was fun. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it's seven, Massacre. At Texas, seven. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the scariest films because he runs. Oh, really? I've not <laughs> seen that. You've never seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It's fucking terrifying. Is it? He's He runs. I don't, I, I don't like gore. Oh, yeah, I do. Well, you know, like <laughs> Halloween, how he walks really slowly. That's creepy. I like that. Mm, Far away, creepy. creeping up on you. The, the like how you could outrun my dread, couldn't you? Yeah, I don't like, oh, I don't know. I'd probably find it fucking terrifying, but let's be honest. The, the chainsaw massacre, chainsaw massacre is like he runs and he's aggressive and you know it's going to hurt. Yeah. I just think of Paris Hilton when I think of. So that was uh, House of Wax. Uh, what uh, a court classic, might I add? Yeah, Great film. Anyway, Paris Hilton doesn't get enough credit for House of Wax. She was fabulous. She is fabulous as a human. She being. is fabulous. Don't you love seeing all the memes now about she was just making that voice up? It's like I know, I know. She, go Paris, yeah. And like when she's like, she I'll, I'll meet you over there. I'll see you later. <laughs> and it's like, deep yeah, yeah. And then she's like, hey, hey. it's so yeah. good. She's smart. I, I like love her. Paris Hilton. Okay, let's go back to Zach's story. Sorry. One night that changed. We went to bed around nine, as per usual, on the weekends, and everything was normal as my mum told us a bedtime story and tucked us in while my dad cleaned up from dinner. I usually fell asleep pretty quickly, but I remember Costas was asking me a thousand questions that night for some reason, and he only knew like 15 words, so they were annoying ones, like, are you Zach? Have a ball. Eventually, I fell asleep. Sometime later, I woke up to an extreme heat and a bright light I can only describe as looking directly into the sun. The sound of my brother crying, secondary to the shock and realisation that my house was on fire. I started yelling for my parents and crying, but there was no response. I realised I was going to have to do something. I picked up my brother and I jumped out of the window. Luckily, we were on the first floor, so it wasn't too bad of a fall, even though I did accidentally break my brother's hand because I landed on it when we fell. I don't know what happened after that. I just woke up to my mum screaming my name. My brother and I had passed out on the front lawn. But the craziest thing, there was never a fire. I told my parents, and you could tell they knew who did it. 
I was expecting them to be furious at me, but they just looked sad and worried. The next month, we moved out, and for 10 years, we didn't say a word about wow. it. More recently, my parents have been open about their experience with me, and I'd be happy to share that in another email at some point. I hope you all have a great 2024. Best, Zach. Thanks, Zach! What the fuck is going on there, then? Oh, my God. A fire... That's... That's, like... A fake fire? Yeah, and, like... A ghost fire. What a horrible negative force to mm. try and shunt him out the window. Like, yeah. Because you that, would run bad, blind. Man. Something's bad. Do you know what's really good? Is that, Zach, you had... In, in, in a moment of peril, a really good instinct to save your little brother. Yeah. Go, go oh, you, Zach. Gorgeous. What a lovely brother you are. What a great brother. He owes a whole you. So he, do, he owes you everything. Tenfolds. Everything. Yes, everything. Everything he ever earns. Um, he needs to pass over to you. Okay. You ready for another? Yes. This is a little Okay, this is from Liv. Hi, Liv. Um, I have a ghost story that still chills me and my sister to the bone. So one day, me and my little sister decided to sleep in the spare bedroom and watch movies together. When we fell asleep, we were sleeping the same way, so our heads were the same way, and she woke up saying, am I kicking you? And I said, no. Am I kicking you? But she said, no. Then we faced each other, and we saw a pair of feet in between us. Mm. We were so... Imagine that lifting... Going like, uh. who's are those feet? Uh. <laughs> uh, we saw a pair of feet in between us. We were so terrified and thought it was our mum, but I remember looking at the end of the bed and nobody was there. We ran upstairs, leaving the TV on static and stayed together until morning. In the morning, we went down to get our stuff and nobody was there. A little background of my house. It's a Victorian house and it used to be an old care home. The last woman in the home died in the room that me and my sister slept in. <sighs> And I think it follows her. But yeah, that's my story, and it still gives me and my sister chills. Imagine, like, ah! yeah. Ah! If you if you're gonna go into the afterlife, take your feet with you. Take your, please. Take take please. your rubbish. Take, take your rubbish, take please. Your feet, your take heels, your feet, your ass. Take your, take your ass. Take your ass into the afterlife. The afterlife. Yeah, thank you. You would. Yeah, you fucking take them with you. You dirty bastard. You dirty bitch. Okay, let's see. Okay, um, this is uh, this is a creep of the week. I think possibly from my youngest listener. Oh, 13. did you just say from my youngest listener? Mine. From my youngest. Oh, listener. sorry. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast, Hannah. It's lovely to have you. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so this is from Lucy. Um. And she says, hello from Lucy, Hans, Hannah and Susie, Susie and Hannah. Uh, thanks, Gorge. Come and do a Devon special on Dartmoor. That would be the most amazing thing ever. And I would be the screaming 13-year-old at the front. Susie, you have my permission to do our accent. Oh, my Where's God. Where's that? Wales? Be careful what you fucking wish. No, dickhead. It's Devon. Oh, Devon. Devon. Like, like your tractor. Yeah, it's a bit like, you know. It's a bit like a farm. Well, I think that's more Bristol, isn't it? I'm going to fucking try, I think Lucy, it's but the I'm going to mangle vibe. it like everything I mangle. It's not that far away from Bristol, though, is it, Devon? Well, let's see how I go. God, um, well, I don't even know why we bother to pretend <laughs> like we know what the fuck um, is going on. I bring you my granddad, auntie, many uncles and my ghostly tales. Enjoy. This first one was when my granddad was about 15 and was living in London with his family in a semi-detached house. For whatever reason, he was home alone and decided to sleep in as it was a Sunday. At some point later in the morning, he ventured down from his attic room. 
He was on the bottom step when he saw a pale woman wearing old-fashioned clothing go through his brother's closed bedroom door, glide across the landing, and pass through the wall to the next house along. He wasn't on drugs and was too young to drink alcohol, which rules out many possibilities, needless to say. Ghost. Next one is from my Ghost. auntie. Ghost! Always believe in the ghost. You've yeah, got the power of the ghost. Always believe in... Bye-bye, ghost! Ghost! Always believe in your soul. You've got the... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Next one is from my auntie in the other side of the family from my granddad who saw the lady. She was six, my dad was two, and obviously had no recollection of this. My uncles cannot comment either as they did not yet exist. My auntie had a ghostly friend named George that would come and talk to her in the night. She woke my nana up one night saying that George was very angry with her and my granddad. Why is he angry with us, darling? My nana asked. Because you put up a wardrobe. Now he can't walk along the way he likes to. The wardrobe is in the way. He's very angry and he told me to tell you to move it. My nana put it down to a dream or an overreactive imagination, as anyone would do. The next night, my auntie woke her up again, saying that George would break one of the vases. My nana shrugged it off again. The night after that, they heard a tinkling of china downstairs. George is extremely angry now. Darling, go back to sleep. He broke a vase like he said he would. That was probably one of the dogs bumping into the table, my nana yawned. A perfume bottle on a dressing table on the other side of the room flew off and smashed on the floor. Oh no, has it got perfume in it? Because that's going to be a fucking nightmare. George says he will break the expensive glass ornament if you don't promise to move the wardrobe out the way, my auntie said. My, I don't know why I'm making your aunt so um, creepy, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, my nana promised George she would move the wardrobe, but insisted she called a priest, and she and he did an exorcism. My auntie never saw George again, and no expensive glass ornaments were harmed. Her husband went to an all-boys boarding school, where there was a rumour that an RAF pilot crash-landed in the lake, in brackets, at any kind of posh building, there's pretty much always a lake, that walks around the body of water for a bit, then heads towards the school, and sometimes enters the building. One night, there was a power cut, and everything went pitch black. My uncle and his friend were on the first floor, leaning out the window, waving their torches around for the hell of it. Suddenly, they saw a figure coming from the direction of the lake. It walked silently towards them. As it gets nearer, my uncle sees that it's a man in RAF uniform. The man starts walking on the gravel drive leading to the school. My uncle and his friend were confused as there was a thick layer of gravel, and if anyone walked on it, they'd make the stones crunch. Some other boys started shining torches down as they too had caught sight of the ghostly figure. Then a few strides away from the front door, he vanished right before my uncle's eyes. Another uncle says that he saw headlights driving up the lane towards my nana and a granddad's house and granddad's house three times when he was a child. They got closer and closer and then just before the turn and the bend, (laughs) before they turned the bend to be in full view of the house, they too vanished into thin air. When his father-in-law died, the same uncle, he was lying in bed with my auntie when she suddenly felt a hand on her shoulder and was convinced it was her dad saying goodbye. 
For the finale, I have a Christmas quickie for you that happened a few years back when I was nine. My sister Rosie was seven, my brother John was five and Lynette was a toddler. I promise this is important information. It ruined the whole run up to Christmas for us, but it's a funny telling it, but it is funny telling it at birthday parties to Lynette's four-year-old friends. Enjoy. We get our Christmas decorations out every 1st of December. We help our dad and whoever else is working on the farm to bring in the cows and sheep or feed the chickens, farm stuff. We do all this because we want to bagsy the best decorations to put up before the others get there. Sibling rivalry. Last year, the old woman down the lane decided to die of natural causes. Ah, Great decision. nightmare. (laughs) So her son put his dad in a care home so that he wouldn't be lonely rattling around in their cottage. Their other son, Josh, who also works on our farm, found an elf on the shelf in the attic, so chose to pass it to us. No, thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I know, I don't like them. Our parents looked happy when Mum sat it on the mantelpiece. But we three felt foreboding creep deathly quiet around our brain. Lynette is too young to have an opinion we listen to, so I don't know if she was wary of this creepy doll with scratched paint on its face. In fact, the only undamaged part of it was its eyes. Oh, no. Bright green, they stared into you, hungry to learn your darkest secrets. And remember to be... I'll do it in um, Devon. And remember to be good, because he is always watching you. Mm. (laughs) That's not very good. Dad said... John started crying. I managed to get the angel on top of the tree, but the elevation I usually get from my siblings when I got the best decoration wasn't there. Mm. Lynette woke twice in the small hours, crying. Our parents shrugged it off as some nightmare. When the sun rose, I half expected the elf to be perched in a shelf somewhere in the room I shared with Rosie. When I passed the living room, I glanced up to check. The elf was still there. It was. But it was at the other end of the mantelpiece. I tried to shrug it off, but I couldn't. Now John is waking up. Now John is waking up in the night, 3 a.m. At the same time, Lynette was woken up twice. He says he hears a demonic giggle, which penetrates his dreams. And when he opens his eyes, he sees Lynn reaching out towards his face to grab his eyes. Mm. No, but he doesn't. Lynn has not even made it to Dartmoor on her hands and feet, but he does. Lynn see- and eyes. Oh my God, Lynn. And a collection of eyeballs. Oh, my God. I think Lynn might be with you, mate. Lynn's fucking... Oh, well, she's with someone. She's always there. She's always with someone. But he does see abnormally bright green eyes staring at him. That's when he screams and calls for our parents. As he does, John claims he can hear a pattering of tiny hands and feet running down our wooden floor. The Collies have started acting weird too. They live outside in a kennel that's big enough to fit both of them, but recently they started scratching at the kitchen door and whining when we wouldn't let them in. Us children felt watched all the time. I couldn't stay in that living room alone anymore. My eyes kept wandering up to the mantelpiece where the elf is bent slightly, its face turned towards me, watching. I tried to turn back to the book I was reading but couldn't concentrate on the words. John had in total been woken up five nights in a row by the time the demon elf made it to our bedroom door. I was lying awake, frozen in terror as I heard a faint tap, tap, tap. At first I thought it was coming from the window, but when I heard the squeak of the door handle being pushed down, my eyes swiveled towards the door. It was creaking slowly open. A tiny, dark figure scuttled through the tiny gap and over towards Rosie's bed, giggling. Uh. 
I was paralysed in horror as I saw it scamper up the door of her bed towards her face. A few minutes later, Rosie woke up screaming bloody murder and the thing padded away towards the living room. Needless to say, I was the most terrified I'd ever been in my whole life. So far. I went yeah. to bed very early so I'd be asleep in case the elf came back. When Rosie screamed, I tried to convince myself she had a nightmare, like Lynette and John. Exactly like Lynette and John. At the same time as Lynette and John, I had six days of sleep until it came for me. Through my subconscious, I heard a scuttling noise and my blood ran cold. Through no will of my own, my eyes snapped open and I saw eyes. Two bright green eyes. Mm. The elf's head was tilted and the creepiest smile was aimed at me. I heard a high-pitched, unrealistic giggling, the same one I'd heard coming from Rosie's bed. I was petrified, paralysed, as the elf peered at me. After a minute or two, I regained possession of my mouth and screamed loudly. The elf leapt away, its hand slapping on the floor. The next day, I thought a bit about the elf and came to the conclusion that I would be visited eight more times. Why, I hear you ask, because Lynette was visited by the elf twice, her age. John was visited five nights in a row, his age. Rosie, a whole week, and combined nine to that, and I got to the 23rd of December. Might be nothing, but isn't that the night when elves on the shelves were supposed to disappear? Never, ha never having had one before, I didn't really know. The story would be even longer, way too long if I described every night the elf came, but there was a night that was different. I heard it scratching on the door. The horrible, rat-like scuttling of hands on feet and wood. Then I saw its horrible eyes. I steeled myself. Why are you doing this? I asked. I need to check that you've been a good girl this year. It smiled horribly. It had an awful voice. Thick nails on a whiteboard and you might get a vague idea of its voice. One night for each year of your lives. I wanted to ask how that worked. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. I wanted to ask how that worked but couldn't bring myself to speak to it again. And if you have been a bad little girl, I will have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it said, giggling. I'd be like, no, fuck off, you're an elf, there's no way. Smash it. Yeah. Smash it to fucking pieces. Just lock you in a cupboard. Yeah, well... The thing is, they always fucking reappear, don't mm. they? I still get shivers when I think about the giggle. That was the last time boil I saw it. Boil it to death like a lobster. Mm, boil it, smash it, burn it. Yeah. Bin it. <laughs> See it, say it, sorted. Um, smash it, burn it, bin it. The new TFL <laughs> policy on ghosts. Um, with a last giggle, the disgusting scuttling sound again, it ran off. We never saw it again. Father Christmas, slash my parents, slash Santa, for the Americans, came and we got chocolate. All was well, but sometimes at Christmas time, I still think I hear scuttling. A tiny giggle and sometimes, sometimes, I see unnaturally bright green eyes staring into mine. The end. Wow. I hope you like the stories and I really hope this makes it on the podcast. If it does, it will be the second best crimbo present after chocolate, obviously. Oh, anyway, I love ghost hunts so much and I hope you two have had a lovely Christmas and enjoying an equally amazing Boxing Day. Have fun playing with your toys, Hannah. And if, oh, and if I was there thanks. with Susie, I'd play charades, one of my favourite games to play at Christmas. I love you love too. And your poddy, Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. That was gorgeous. Honestly. Stunning. Also, your writing is just stunning. Yeah, very good. Honestly. Shall like, we do another one? Should what, we do a last quickie? What a stunner. Um, yeah, go on. Hey, Hans, from the Island of Convicts. Guess where we're going? From what? The Island of Convicts. 
okay, you've had a stroke. What was she saying? It's an Australian accent. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, Han from the island of convicts. Oh, that <laughs> is going to live in my nightmares. Finally found the time to write in for your Creepers of the Week. I first saw your vids on TikTok and I've been laughing my way through them. I drive long hours two days a week, so your part has been a blessing. Thank you. Now, before Less I start, if you do read it this out, I might just piss myself laughing if you try and do an Aussie accent. That is um, Oliver. What? Please, Please, sir, I want some more. Yeah, that's not Australian um, in any So I would like to remind you here <laughs> that I, I will be driving and please consider please. my safety. Please <laughs> make it stop, please. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, time for the story. I, no, can I do an Australian accent for real? We know it's about four. No. Can I try a sentence? Yeah. Say any, anyway, time for the story. Anyway, time for the story. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I was about 14 years old, I'm now 30, my mum moved to a small rural town about an hour away from where she used to live. My parents were divorced and I lived with my dad 90% of the time, seeing my mum every other weekend ever since I can remember. The town she moved to was built around an old wood mill and only had a small corner store and nothing else, not even a pub. Oh, not even sad. a pub. Not even a... Not a even, pub? Oh, listen, mate. I, and I in Australia, you need a pub. Actually, do you know, I don't know if there are pubs in Australia. Yeah, there are. There are loads. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know if there's pubs? Well, why would Australia have pubs? It's like I've a, it's a, it's a, like a massive desert. There are cities. It's not like... I know there are some fucking city it's not with a third world country. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Australia has pubs. I've been like to actual pubs. like English pubs. You know, like you know, like our pubs, like the Rose and Crown. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but yeah. Guys, let us know if you have pubs. Yeah, and are they like our pubs? You know, like wooden de- okay. decor. Okay. Um, oh, shut me down now. Yeah, because oh, I'm just really annoyed that I can't do the fucking accent. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um. Mm. Now, my mum always said that I was one of those creepy kids who would talk to and play with people who aren't there. Oh, oh you fucking... No. Jess, you're a fucking... You're a fucking ganoush. Ganoush? <laughs> ganoush? What's a ganoush? I forgot the word. Galah? You're a fucking galah? That's an Australian phrase. What does that mean? You're a knobhead. Galah? Yeah. Jess, you're a fucking galah. Yeah, it is. G-A-L-A. Well, I don't know how it's spelled, galah. but that's gala. Yeah, that's gala. Yeah. Why no, are you so saying gala? G-A-L-L-A-H then. Gala. Gala. Yes, you're a fucking gala. I'm not I, calling you a knobhead, Jess. I'm, I'm just saying that. Someone needs to verify her. Okay, I will bullshit. do it now. I will do it right fucking now. Bullshit. G- uh, gala. Australian. Oh, sorry. It's G-A-L-A-H. Gala. Oh, so actually both of us were right. Well, no, we were both wrong. Both of us were wrong. <laughs> uh, gala. A stupid or idiotic person. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, often accompanied by the adjective flaming. You're flaming galah. You're flaming galah. Uh, so, thank you. I was correct. Um, uh, Jess, no. I'm not actually calling you an idiot. Uh, you know, I said I it in a very affectionate actually. way. Now, who's your favourite? Um, Jess, you're fucking galah. She's, got, she's, she's been a creepy kid. Yeah, she's been a creepy kid. Um, but I have no recollection of this. Once she said she found me talking to someone who I described to be a grandparent, but again, zero memory of this. As an adult, I would say I'm extremely sceptical, but these two small events have left 5% of my being wondering. 
back to the move. The house she moved to was an old two-story house with two bedrooms upstairs with a kitchen and lounge lounger room. Oh, no, lounge room. <laughs> uh, and two bedrooms downstairs plus the toilet, bathroom and laundry. There was an old but sturdy wooden staircase that spiralled up to the top story and the top of the staircase was a big wooden door. When we first moved in, I always had an uncomfortable feeling on the stairs um, around my bedroom. I put it up... Uh, I put it down to the house being old and creaky and not much light coming in. The house was always colder downstairs and even stayed cool in the summer. I said this to my mum and she brushed it off, but I know that a woman that I know that, that woman is a believer, so I think she found it a little off-putting. I hated sleeping in my room and always felt like there was someone watching me sleep. Again, I just put it down to the house being older and my imagination getting away with me. Often, I would watch television and sleep on the li- sleep in the lounge, as the TV was a good distraction to help me drift off. And the light over the room always gave me a sense of comfort. I could see in every direction and knew the layout of the room extremely well and how the TV light would cast shadows. When I was 16 years old, I'd fallen asleep on the lounge and woken up to a loud noise from the TV. Our go-to sound effect. <laughs> yeah, slam! <laughs> I picked up the remote, turned the TV down and changed the channel so a quiet oh sorry to a quieter looking movie as i put down the remote i absolutely fucking hate that though when you when you when you listen when you fall asleep to a film and then something really jarring wakes you up because it's oh i hate it um as i put down my remote my whole body went numb and i felt an immense pressure on my chest like someone or something was weighing me down i started to panic was i having a heart attack surely not i was 16 and in good health I turned my head to look towards the hallway to my mother's room when I saw a girl standing at the end of the lounge. Oh, no. The pressure grew and she walked towards me. I couldn't move. I tried to scream and nothing came out. Now, the girl seemed to be around the same age, maybe early 20s at the oldest. Long blonde hair and a long blue nightie. She didn't look menacing or mad, more inquisitive as she got closer like she was studying me. At this point, I was sure if I wasn't... I was sure if I wasn't having a heart attack, I was about to have one. It had only been about a minute, but it felt so much longer. Finally, I was able to scream, and the girl calmly stepped back and walked to go down the stairs through the closed door. My mum came rushing out, asking if I was okay. I was hyperventilating and crying uh, by this point when I explained what happened. My mum comforted me and said I could sleep in the bed with her that night, and I basically ran in there. I ended up sleeping in my bedroom after that experience. A few times after that, I would wake up with the feeling of someone touching my shoulder gently or stroking my back, but it never felt sinister. More trying to comfort me, despite doing the opposite, the creepy bitch. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) After that, nothing happened again, though occasionally I thought I would catch a glimpse of the girl at the door of my bedroom when I was sleeping. I would always ignore it and roll over. To this day, I don't know if it was my mind playing tricks on me or if the girl actually existed. But what I do know is it rattled me to my core. I hope you've enjoyed the story. We absolutely did. And please keep the pod going. Two of my fave ones have ended now. Also, feel free to use my name. It's Jess from Newcastle, Australia. Newcastle? Australia. Australia. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, that was absolutely gorgeous, isn't it? That's horrible. You, you know, I really pictured her. Oh, the me blonde too. hair and the blue nighty. I hate, you know, I always now, since I've started doing this part, whenever I close my eyes and go to sleep at night, if I'm not knackered, because I now have to go to sleep when I'm so knackered that I'll yeah. just fall asleep immediately. Because otherwise I'll close my eyes and then I'll be like, oh my God, what's happening around me? But I don't know. Oh, what, you're a bit haunted? Yeah. Or whenever I open the door at night, I expect to see, like, some fucking 
mad ghost. Oh, really? Yeah, I've gotten very. I think I think because I'm so knackered and stressed. Well, and that's haggard. it. <laughs> I can't go to bed at like nine no. because I won't fall asleep. No, God no. So I have, despite wanting to go and get an early night, I can't. So I have to wait yeah. until like 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get into bed and see if we can go. Check all the apps. Do Wordle. Oh, I love Wordle. It's been really hard. I'm really good at Wordle. Me and Adam have competition every night. I'm really good oh, at I'm it. With him. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do it now? Yeah, I, I've done it already. You. All right, actually, no, go on. Go on. Yeah, go now. on. Because I've done today's. Yeah, fucking go so on. So tell me, and I, I swear to you, I'm not just saying this. How many but did I you did do it, it in? I did it, well, I did it in three, and I did it in about two minutes. So go, you've got three minutes now. Do it now. I'm on, I'm on it. I'm on it. This is instead of you get haunted, by the way, so it better be good. Okay. Right, okay. What's your start a word? I'm not telling you. No, you explain it to the thing. Okay, right now I've typed in earth. Right. So I know there's an R and a T in it, so I'm going to go T R I C K, trick. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It's going to be caught. Oh my fucking God, I did it in three! I can't believe you just done that. That was so quick. That's really spooky. Honestly, I'm very. Show me yours. Close Cobra Court, and I've got Earth Trick Court. Wow, you that was actually really good. Yeah, I am. I'm fucking. Fuck. I'm, right, actually, now you've done that, we have got time to do the. You get. We get. On <laughs> yeah, I told because you, I'm so good quick. at it. You are good. I'm very. Um, I, it's, I think it's really good at keeping like your brain. I think yeah. it's going to keep dementia away from me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, oh, I'm my um, penchant for Pinot um, Grigio will see to that. But okay, we've definitely done this before, but I would like to give it another little bash. If that's okay, um, we're going to play Dead Man, Dead Man, Take Me to Your Grave. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so um, you need two people. One person has to do the trick to the other one. Um, so Susie. Yeah. I'm obviously going to be doing it to you. Yeah. Uh, close your eyes and relax. Chill out. You must be really mm. quiet during the whole thing. No. And your eyes need to be closed the no. whole time. No. Well, it's not going to work then. <laughs> it's not. Imagine if it actually works. I was like, we can't carry on the bottom of it because Susie's getting that by a goat. I am quite relaxed, actually. Yeah, you're relaxed. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Your I'm... eyes need to be closed okay. the whole time. You uh, cannot open them. Yes. And I am going to be coming over to you in a minute, but you still can't open them. No, what are you doing? <laughs> you fucking open them already. Right, close your eyes. Right, count to ten in your head and One, nod. Two, three, four, five, six. No, in your head, quietly. And cl eyes closed! Oh, fuck Fat Jesus! Sake. Right, we're never going to get haunted if you don't play the rules. Two. What are you doing? Get away from me. Ignore I don't want me. you near me. Ignore me. Oh, get away, you smell. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, one, two, three, four, five, Oh, so can you give me a bit of a massage? No, you have to. Luke, do it again. Keep doing it. Keep One, doing it. One, two, three. This is and quite nice. And now all of a sudden, the dead man. And for those listening, I'm just taking Susie's hands and I'm moving <laughs> up and down. If you can, Whee! just pop onto your Spotify now and watch what's happening. <laughs> and then I'm gonna let go, and the dead man's gonna take over. I'm really sorry that our um, We Get Haunted has, has really gone down in quality. Um, we will fix that, but okay. we're quite busy. <laughs> so what's happened here is um, nothing happened. <gasps> no, seriously, what is that? Fuck off, what? <laughs> oh, you're a dickhead. Do you know what? If, you, if the dead man comes and kidnaps you, 
That's not my fucking problem, all right? Oh, I enjoy to terrify you. I hope you enjoyed the listener special, everybody. We will see you on tour. There might be some tickets left when this comes out, but honestly, they are selling so quickly. We're going to London. We're going to Newcastle. We're going to Edinburgh. Manchester. We're going to Manchester. We're going to London. We're going to Wolverhampton. We're going to Bristol. Go and have a look. On our yeah, link wherever's tree. closest, um, come and Tickets see us. Tickets are only £15. It's going to be a fucking great show. Come, come, come. It's going to be a great show. And if you've been before, actually, come again, because the shows are going to be different. <laughs> if you want to book three shows, do that. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay. Okay, bye, um, bye, bye. We bye. love you, goodbye, goodbye. I, I can hear the, I can hear the keyboard. Yeah, yeah same. It's very funny. Thank you.